In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Liber Cristo War College. Welcome to Liber Cristo War College. Today is going to be another Cav, Cav report. Jesse Romero is uh, 10-7. He's 10-8 for Jesus, but he's 10-7 on the show today. He's AWOL, absent without leave, but we're going to, we're going to stand in the gap and, and, uh, and cover for him. So we may not be as humorous. I, I was trying to think of some funny things to say. Um, I just don't ha have that quick wit. I was thinking about something to do with 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 flying, you know, nap of the earth flight. What would we, we used to fly NOE, right? Nap of the earth, and uh, I don't know what NOE would stand for. Jesse will come up with something very cool. Um, but anyway, so we're together, uh, Ernie. Good to see you again. Uh, how's it going on your end over there? How's it going in the in the great and weird state of California? Good, Doctor Dan. I can't I I can complain, but it, it doesn't matter because I'm enjoying the suck here. Yeah, good, good. Here's what I say about complaining. You, I don't tell people about my problems because 90% of the people that you tell don't care. And the other 10% are glad you got them. Right. So I don't care. I don't, I try to tell about my problems. So, so yeah, so we're Napa the earth flight. We are, we are chalk one stick one. There's only a handful of listeners that understand what chalk one stick one is. Chalk one is the very first aircraft stick one, the very first guys loading that aircraft to jump out of it. So we're going to have an airborne theme today for, for whatever reason. Uh, here's a great quote from uh, Lieutenant James McGavin. He said, show me a man who will jump out of an airplane and I will show you a man who will fight. I will show you a man who fight. And uh, uh, another general said, I don't like jumping out of airplanes, but I, uh, I certainly like being around men that do. So uh, anyway, um, I wanted to bring up something to start with. Uh, I'm here in, in Mississippi doing a, a week-long training for, for exorcist teams and priests, and I uh, had, had uh, um, breakfast with Father Ripperger this week, and we've been training teams at different Dallas teams. It's fantastic to see other warriors for Christ, right? It's fantastic. Um, I always tell them two things that I remember from my aviation days. You would always check the Jesus nut, right? The Jesus nut was the, there's a nut about this big on that held the rotor system down. And we always called it the Jesus nut. And the Jesus nut, and they call it that because if that nut comes off, you're getting ready to meet Jesus, you know? Uh, he's a, <laughs> he's the only guy that's going to help you and you're getting ready to meet him. And the second one is keep the greasy side down. Keep the greasy side down. So, um Last week in the in the traditional calendar, we had Ember Days, and a lot of modern Catholics we've lost this. They've been removed from the, from the new liturgical calendar. And uh, Ember Days, uh, uh, they're, they're, every season has its has little three day bursts of Ember Days, and and I think it comes from uh, uh, Saint Paul's letter to Timothy one six. Here's what it says, and then we're going to show a clip. For this reason, I remind you to stir into a flame. The gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not leave us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So don't be ashamed of the testimony of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. But bear your share of the hardship of the gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life. So we got to stir into a flame. So an ember is, you know what embers are. They're, they're, they're little burning a uh, hard little ashes that that the flame is going out and you got to stir it into a flame so here we are one weekend to lent and the church throws down ember days on us to kind of get us lit to get get you fired up because everything started off all ready to go in lent and then it kind of it very easily can trickle down and die down that's right no i i i'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that dr dan 100 with that i mean i love the fact that you said Light the fires. Just light the fires and kick the fi kick the tires when it comes to uh, yeah. suffering and, sac and you know sacrifice. You sent me a, a, a meme and it was uh, it showed a, a a ranger NCO and he's got his hands together and he says, "Oh, it's raining. 
Early morning. That's great. Let's skip chow and go for a go for a run, you know. And, and we gotta we gotta we gotta do that. We gotta get motivated. So let's let's show the first clip and kind of talk about how we can use what we learned in the military, military motivation, how that applies in the spiritual life. So Richard, if you could play that. Uh, it's about a three-minute clip, but it's worth the watch. And if, if you don't have the video, go back and watch the video. Uh, but listen to it. Listen to the words. Rich, here we go. Rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles lie still in rebellion, pretending not to hear your brain commanding them to move. A legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit the snooze button and go back to dreamland. But you didn't ask their opinion. The voice you've chosen to listen to is one of defiance. A voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place. So sit up, put your feet on the floor, and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. For what is each day but a series of conflicts between the right way and the easy way? 10,000 streams fan out like a river delta before you, each one promising the path of least resistance. Thing is, you're headed upstream. And when you make that choice, when you decide to turn your back on what's comfortable and safe and what some would call common sense, well, that's day one. From there, it only gets tougher. So just make sure this is something you want, because the easy way out will always be there, ready to wash you away. All you have to do is pick up your feet. But you aren't going to, are you? With each step comes the decision to take another. You're on your way now, but this is no time to dwell on how far you've come. You're in a fight against an opponent you can't see, but oh, you can feel him on your heels, can't you? Feel him breathing down your neck. You know what that is? That's you. Your fears, your doubts, and insecurities all lined up like a firing squad, ready to shoot you out of the sky. But don't lose heart. While they're not easily defeated, they are far from invincible. Remember, this is the grind, the battle royale between you and your mind, your body and the devil on your shoulders telling you that this is just a game, this is just a waste of time, your opponents are stronger than you. Drown out the voice of uncertainty with the sound of your own heartbeat, burn away your self-doubt with a fire lit beneath you. Remember what we're fighting for and never forget that momentum is a cruel mistress. She can turn on a dime or the smallest mistake. She is ever searching for the weak place in your armor, that one tiny thing you forgot to prepare for. So as long as the devil is hiding the details, the question remains, is that all you got? Are you sure? And when the answer is yes, when you've done all you can to prepare yourself for battle, then it's time to go forth and boldly face your enemy, the enemy within. Only now you must take that fight into the open, into hostile territory. You're a lion in a field of lions, all hunting the same elusive prey with a desperate starvation that says victory is the only thing that can keep you alive. So believe that voice that says you can run a little faster and you can throw a little harder and that for you, the laws of physics are merely a suggestion. Luck is the last dying wish of those who want to believe that winning can happen by accident. Sweat, on the other hand, is for those who know it's a choice. So decide now, because destiny waits for no man. And when your time comes and a thousand different voices are trying to tell you you're not ready for it, listen instead to that lone voice of dissent. The one that says you are ready, you are prepared, it's all up to you now. So rise and shine. <laughs> you sent me that a while back, man. And that that is that that just got me fired up. That got me through the day. What's your take on that? How do you first of all, your own experience in the military and the cab, and, and you've got a broad range of experience. And also, how do you see that as applied to the military life? I mean to the spiritual life? Well, that's like everything that I apply with St. Michael Shield Prayer Group with our prayer group. I mean, we have 15 guys that are, I, I would say, are, are lean and mean. And these guys pray every morning, 6 a.m. Um, I mean, unless, I mean, there's a catastrophic failure in their lives or something that goes on, they're they're there. And they they push it. Um, uh, they they complain, but but they don't they don't whine. And uh they they are they're some tough guys. I mean, they come from all over. And uh, they bring it. They they bring it to the table. Six a.m. every morning and praying is not easy. And I and I say this over and over. To I have total respect for these nuns and religious that are constantly praying at those times every day. I mean, it is hard to be disciplined uh, and to be a disciple of Christ and to follow that regimen and what the Lord says. Follow, you know, 
pick up that pack, which is your cross, and carry it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 as I was watching that video, thinking about the spiritual life, I remembered a quote from St. Catherine of Siena, doctor of the church. She said, every, every, she's talking about lay people, not talking about religious. She's talking about every, every Catholic. Every Catholic should pray at least 30 minutes a day. She said, unless you're busy. And then she said, if you're busy, you should be praying an hour a day. Right? <laughs> that's, that's basically the, uh, a woman saying, uh, a doctor church saying, yesterday was your last easy day. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I'm not going to call the ambulance. I'm not going to eat you burgers, and I'll just get up and get on it. You know, uh, like like the, 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 in the monologue there. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? And and uh, so, what do you guys do? How how long do you how long do you guys go? What are some of the, what are some of your routine? What's your what's your your morning discipline? Morning discipline would be we start off. I start off a little earlier, and there's a few of us that like to pray for the dead, so we do the uh, uh, the uh, prayers for the dead in the morning, uh, the office of the dead, and then we uh, we pray for, of course, all our family members and all those that are close to us that have died. And then we uh, right about six o'clock, uh, right before six, we we start we put down our perimeter, and then we uh, we start our, our regiment of prayer. Uh, and we go into, of course, the six o'clock in the morning, Angelus, uh, and then we'll go into the rosary and then we'll finish with, uh, Auxilium Christianorum. And, uh, we, it, it, it's a, it's a lifestyle and it, it really goes into, uh, it, it gets into the sacraments. Of course, we're, we're into fasting on Fridays and we're into, um, well, that's just during the, during the rest of the year, but we add, we add things during Lent. And of course, confession is 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 a weekly occurrence for for the majority of the men here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 outstanding. I met I met a lot of those guys. We got a conference coming up in uh, the twenty fourth of March, uh, the end of the couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be there. Father Ripperger, uh, Bishop uh, Strickland, uh, of course, uh, Jesse, Jesse yes. the Body Romero, Punisher, Punisher, the Punisher. He is the Punisher. Kyle Clement, the Carmudgeon, as Father Ripperger calls him. <laughs> The, the command sergeant major. Yeah, of course. All the way. He totally all, is. All the way. So so it's going to be a good conference. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you guys are always so so grateful and take care of us and uh, and pull security and, and all that. It's it's fantastic. Uh, um, as I watch that, too, I, I, I you see how the battle is on the inside. The battle is up here. A warrior. And we're talking about applying warrior physical warriors. What we what we did in our previous lives now as husbands and fathers and men. Uh, um, I remember getting off the bus in the uh, mountain phase, uh, uh, Dahlonega, Georgia for, uh, uh, Northern Georgia for mountain phase in Rangers at Ranger school. And as soon as we walk off the bus, they hand us rubber duckies. And you remember the rubber duckies. That's oh. an exact replica of an M16, the same weight, same everything. And, uh, um, uh, and, and they started doing rifle PT and it doesn't seem like much, but what were those about 15 pounds? And you're yeah. doing this, you're laying on brown doing flutter kicks, and it's raining and uh and and humid, hot, muggy rain, Georgia, August. And uh soon as then we're starting to do rifle PT, and it's and it goes on. They tell us from the beginning, we're not leaving here until five of you quit. Not we're not we're gonna stay here. And this went on for a long time. The, the first guy broke around 30 minutes in. You just hear, you know, all you got to do is stand up. You just stand up and we'll escort. We'll give you, we're going to give you a, a personal ride back to Fort Benning. All you got to do is stand up. But five of you guys are going to quit. Cause I know that there's five, there's five guys in here that are ready to quit. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long day. Cause, cause I ain't going to be one of the five. This is, <laughs> there's going to be some blood on the field, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the guy. And so 30 minutes, an hour later, another guy goes, we're five hours into it. Four guys have now quit. We're about five hours into it. It's getting dark. Okay. We got there. We got there late afternoon, early afternoon, around lunchtime. So they get make sure they were good and hungry, right? And then and then we're we're there five hours, six hours, and, and nobody's breaking. Nobody's breaking. And we're just, I remember the last, the last thing I remember is uh, uh, laying, doing flutter kicks with the, M, the M16 up here, doing flutter <laughs> kicks, right? And the guy next to me just he he i just hear him mutter an expletive of desperation under his breath and i thought come on man just keep going with that go with that feeling go with that feeling and he's and i didn't know the guy he was just a guy on the bus you know and he just said screw this i'm done and he stood up 
And he said, here, uh, uh, right here, Sergeant. And here they come over. Very nice gentlemen, ranger instructors, black hats. Come on. Okay, thank you. Come on. And then, okay, the rest of you fall in. And that was it, you know. But that's the, but how do we do that in a spiritual life? You guys at St. Michael's are doing that. You know, you guys, you guys are battling it out and, and really showing that this is what you got to do. Here's what we found with Libra Cristo and, and part of part of our methodology with Father Ripperger and Kyle and the development of this protocol that the demon responds to the imposition of order as much as to the discipline, I mean, as much as to the prayers themselves, right? You, you, can, you can be the best shooter in the world, right? You can be, you can be a hillbilly in Kentucky and shoot, shoot a, 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 you know, a, a squirrel from a thousand yards out with a musket. But if you're not disciplined, you're going to get taken out in battle. So it's not just people get superstitious. I want this special prayer. I want this special prayer. You got to lay the foundation. You got to remember the, the analogy, breathe, relax, aim, squeeze, right? Brawls. That's how they got us to remember the shooting sequence. You you have to put your body in position uh, and you have by doing the right things and re reinforce that. When I was a pilot, man, we just we just move the controls. We would I would sit in, on the on a toilet with a plunger in my right hand and a broom on my left. And I would just do this because every time you move one hand, you move the other hand. Every time you move your feet, I mean, your, your right hand goes up, right foot down, left arm up, left foot up. And you're just doing this. You did it for hours. Your body has to remember. Now we'll do this. You and I did these crazy things as, as, as soldiers in, in, in man's army. But why do we come? We go to church and we, we have a sugary Jesus, as you call him. We have soft circuit Jesus and we get it feminine. We, we oh, I don't want to. I'll wear a shirt and tie to work all, all week and I'll, I'll be very unprompt on my meetings, but I'll show up for late for mass, leave early, wear shorts and, and a Hawaiian shirt because I'm going to I'm going to dinner after this. That's effeminacy, right? That's softness. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that you said that because it's just like, you know, you, you were talking about your pilot training and I was thinking about cleaning a rifle. Yeah. In a combat zone. I was tired. I was I was wiped out from 16 hours uh, doing stuff, I get in, first thing I do is break my weapon down and start cleaning it. Before I eat, before I do everything, I'm cleaning my weapon. I'm getting yeah. ready for the next mission. It's all mission orientated. We're not mission orientated anymore as Christians. We are now, uh, it's a secondary thing now. It's like, well, let's, let's, it's okay to be a sinner instead of saying, yeah, well, you're, we're all sinners, but are you working on your sin? And you're talking about the, 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 you know, I'm not I'm not in Libra Christ or anything like that, but I tell everybody that's that, that deals in spiritual warfare. You want to you want to deal in spiritual warfare, fight the demon in the mirror. Fight yeah. that demon. That's exactly what the uh uh um the what's it called uh that video, you know, that it, he's talking about the battle against the self, right? Against the, the there's two voices the right way and the easy way. And there's always gonna have there's always that voice inside. So you got to mortify the lower self that's telling you take the easy way. Take the easy way. There's the right way and the easy way. And, and I really appreciated that. Uh, and he's talking about defiance, the voice of defiance. And he's not going to talking about a, a Luciferian rebellion. He's talking about defiance against your lower nature. The part of you that says, I got an owie, you know, I got a boo-boo and, and I can't continue like this. Right. You take Ranger candy, you know, remember, did you ever have Ranger candy? Ibuprofen? Every day. I still do. <laughs> I still, my wife says, my wife asked me. Why do you always take so much ibuprofen? And I say, because it works. <laughs> I mean, ibuprofen and, and Motrin. Sometimes it, certain flight doctors would give you Motrin, but usually it was just, we called it Ranger Candy, ibuprofen, you know, and you drive and you just kind of drive on because the minute you start giving into the softness, it doesn't, again, I, we hear this complaint all oh, in, in a modern church. Here's what they say. I was, I was teaching at the Pope Leo Institute, which is the, uh, the trains exorcist and I was working on the, with the lay teams. And I was, we're going over the, why we need to develop virtue, have discipline in your prayer life. And there was a lay woman there and says, well, that's all sounds very Pelagian to me, right? Pelagian. Pelagian is uh, this idea that, that you have to work to earn God's love and favor. Right. And, uh, and so she said, this sounds very Pelagian to me. And I told her, uh, well, that sounds like spoken like a true quietist. And the quietist was an, was another heresy that says that all you have to do is whatever you feel once you've been infused with the with the Holy Spirit, the presence of God within you, any movement you have must be led by God. They must be led by the Spirit. And all you do is just sit back in this passive, receptive place, and and, and no work. What's that? Yeah, that's Buddhism. It is Buddhism. Yeah. It is Buddhism. 
I mean, these heresies have been around forever. Uh, quietism, Buddhism, Manichaeism. Uh, St. Augustine battled, uh, he was a Manichae, right? Uh, and this was a blend of, of Christianity and Zoroastrianism and Buddhism, even back then in, in, the, in the fourth century, fifth century, where you're blending Christianity and the precepts of Christianity with these new age elements. Believe me, Buddhism is a lot easier, right? In fact, in fact, the first principle of the Buddha compared to Catholicism, the first principle of Buddhism is life is suffering. So you must, you must, uh, um, prayer is so that you can receive, you can, you can go to a transcend, transcendental state and transcend the suffering, right? Think about that. You transcend suffering versus what does Jesus say? If you want to be my disciple, because I got to do three things, right? Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And if you look at even the Greek construction says the, the the way the Greek is written in that it implies all three at all time and ongoing. This is the three conditions of being a disciple. Whereas this this quietist, modernist, this effeminate, all you have to do is is is, is you can avoid suffering, and that's the problem when we have an emotional Christianity. We equate our emotions with with our with our relationship and our standing with God. If you do that, the demon can easily easily mimic that. And nowhere in tradition is our our own emotions in any way indicative of our relationship with God. We know our relationship with God uh, sacramentally, whether we feel it or not. You know, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what's the reaction of your guys in the group when when you know? Uh, I mean, how, how, are you seeing good positive fruit in the marriages in their in their homes? Absolutely, I, I think it, it it's it's one of those funny things though. Once you start praying every day, you do start getting a little kickback, and uh, they start seeing certain things in their in their lives start happening, and they get a little bit of pushback on on different things. But when I start telling them, you know, these are the sp spiritual works of mercy. These 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 aren't um, the uh, well. I think we're going to a break right now, aren't we? No. Yeah, it looks like it. Go keep. We're good. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, I think we're going on spiritual works of mercy. So, uh, it, you know, it's it's all these things. So we counsel the, the you know we counsel these people that are doubtful. We're you know admonishing the sinner in our groups, but we're talking about in a way that it's sin. That's why I said if we look at ourselves. That's the demon in the mirror that I'm fighting. I'm fighting that guy right there. He's a knucklehead. He yeah. Wants to, he, he he wants to do everything stupid. He wants to eat. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, stupid soup. And, yeah. and for dessert, <laughs> dum dum donuts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do we hear that from the drill instructor? What did you guys have today? Stupid soup? Dumb, dumb donuts? That's about as messed up as a football bat. You know, <laughs> yeah. we do. We have to reorder, you know, because we we wake up our nature because of the fall of Adam. Now, not only does it does do we crave dumb, dumb donuts and stupid soup, right? We, we have a daily dose of it. We have to militate against that. And this is why we have ember days. This is why we have, uh, uh, um, you know, this is why we have to rise and shine. Welcome to the grind, as it says. And we we know they're just changing the words suck to grind because they want to be nice, you know. But we would say in the military, welcome to suck and embrace it. Embracing the suck. And how do we translate that? You know, we, what, how does that translate to us? It means you got to embrace, you have to embrace your cross, right? Yeah, that's like yeah. that. It's just like your your new backpack, your new your your, your friend you got to carry everywhere you go. You no, know, that's the pack in your back is that cross. And if yeah. we could look at it that way, it you know it gets heavy when you got to carry a pack. I know my back is smashed from having to work, you know carry one up and down mountains. Uh, and now you know now I carry my cross and it, it hurts sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And part of the thing that um, um, John on the cross talks about in terms of spiritual darkness. Uh, really applies to meditation and meditative prayer uh, and the effects of meditation and meditative prayer. It isn't, am, am I feeling better about God? Am I, am I, am I, uh, um, and, you know, do I do, is everything in my life going well? You know, do I have good feelings? It's the, the positive aspects of, if you're really doing mental prayer and, 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 and discipline and ascetic, ascesis, meaning mortifying your lower instincts, right? Right. Putting away the dumb, dumb donuts and, and not eating the stupid soup in the morning, but praying. Uh, um, am I growing in, in holiness? And, and, and how does that mark? Am I am increased ability to, to carry the cross? Am I growing in my uh, am I growing in my ability to live my vocation? That's key. Prayer suffering leads us to become better fathers or better husbands, better wives, better mothers. 
better priests, better religious. The demon is going to constantly. Father Ripperger said something in one of our conferences today: is that is that when the devil was what fell and, and the in the demons fell, and they were created at one time. He says, according to Saint Thomas, so billions and billions of angels created, given the beatific vision, given the choice, and they chose to fall because because they rejected their vocation, which is their 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 task within the mystical body and the, and God's salvific the plan of salvation they looked at that and says i don't want to be this i want to be that i don't want to be this type of angel and be that type of angel i don't want this task i'm not going to serve a god non-servium i will not serve a god that takes a form lower than me i'm not serving a meat sack god and so they they fell and so because they rejected their own vocation now the attack on us the diabolic attack always comes into vocation. It comes in and through our vocations. So, so you and I are going to be tempted in a way different than, than a priest or religious sister, because that the, the tempter is going to try to come in and he's going to militate and chisel away at our vocation. And beginning with our perceptions, our perceptions of our spouses, we have to really catch those. When you start getting these feelings like, you know, why isn't my wife doing this? Or why doesn't my husband give me give me uh, this or that uh, you know, appreciation, you know, or how come I, you know, this person, the, the demon projects what and distorts our, our, our perceptions of the other. And that's how he begins. He begins to chisel away at our perceptions of our spouses, our perceptions of others. And, and once he can start creating that gap, he, then he goes after. And I always tell guys, the target, the target isn't you. It isn't your wife or your spouse. The target is that once he can split you, he gets to the children. This is why men have to be, be disciplined in their prayers. And through that prayer and the, and the suffering that it takes of, of daily discipline of prayer and, and giving up certain things uh, uh, um, solidifies, strengthens the ability to live that vocation. Because the grace is there. Sacramental grace is there uh, through the, the grace of holy matrimony. It's just tapping into it. It's like uh, the responsibility, accountability thing, like they teach you in the military when you first go in and you don't understand it because you're never accountable for anything as a kid. And all of a sudden, as a, like, now you're a practicing Catholic and you can actually apply that now. It could be resp being responsible and accountable now for your yeah. actions as, as yeah. when it comes to even for, for, for sin. Most people don't want to take any accountability whatsoever when it comes to what they do in, in, in the temporal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, in Scripture, we say, it says uh, we will be held responsible for all that we have done in the body, in the body. And that's why the, and, and the fathers of the church say it's because Adam and Eve sinned bodily, then they have not. Now, because, we, because Adam and Eve have sinned and used their bodies in the first, the original sin, now that the ten, now our bodies now become subject to the, to the devil. All right, going on a hard break. We'll be back right after this. ready to snap too right now i don't know about you actually i'm getting ready to just i can just hear somebody in the background saying lopez push-ups that's right always always you always i'm sure you I'm, I'm sure i'm sure people thought your first name was lopez and your last name was push-ups yeah no absolutely absolutely <laughs> it was really nicely they, they knew they said i know you messed up somewhere today yeah somewhere along the way you have messed up if anybody deserves to do push-ups it's Maybe. Lopez. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of guys that need to do more than push-ups, I'm going to read this article just, you know, so we can see where the culture is going. Okay. And, and now we have to understand why do we fast? Why do we pray? Why do we mortify ourselves? Beginning first in our vocations, our families, but also this is how we wage, this is how we wage uh, uh, militancy um, by using our bodies. As St. Paul says in, 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 in uh, Romans 12, make your body a living sacrifice. Do not conform yourself to the spirit of this age, but be a living sacrifice, right? Uh, offer your bodies a, as a living sacrifice. So this is, you know, St. Peter, we are, we are a, whole, a, a, a royal priesthood offering sacrifices to God. So um, why? Okay, I'll give you one example. I'll give you a couple examples. Not to, we, have to, we have to show the practicality, right? 
All right. This is a Democrat chair. This is in Massachusetts. Local chairman of the Democratic Party resigns who said because he said disabled babies should be aborted to cut school costs. This wow. is part of the this is where we're headed uh, column. Chairman of the local Massachusetts Democratic Committee has resigned after he suggested that unborn babies with disabilities should be aborted because they are a drain on the public school funding. Uh, the guy's last name is Hugo. Um, he resigned as the chair of the Framington Democratic Committee in Massachusetts on Thursday after the black, a backlash continued. His statement shows he clearly had no understanding about how insensitive it was to suggest that disabled babies be killed in abortions just to cut costs. Again, we're moving. The battle is on. The battle is on. As we as abortions getting limited in some states, the states that have abortion are getting over the top. They're going moving into infanticide. He said, I have here's what he said. I've apologized profusely too many times, but it seems obvious to all objective observers, obvious, right, that there is something unusual about this particular crisis in that it has an extraordinary life. Time will tell as to why this has become a literally international story and why it's been amplified by the chair of the Ashland Republican Committee. So he's just blaming it. This is just political. This is politics. Is this state going to cover the cost of special education for Down syndrome affected child? Uh, um, he asked, how much does the Framington's public school department pay for unreimbursed special needs school transportation, specialized education and durable supplies? After the meeting, in an email to a source, a local news uh, to a news outlet, he claimed this guy Hugo claimed that the comments were made in haste and he regrets them. He also asked the news outlet not to run an article about him, arguing it would only cause additional harm. Yes. And so later in the article, it talks it mentions Margaret Sanger, who was one of the first to really develop this. Well, it's 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 called utilitarian uh, utilitarian ethics. And here's what Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, said. She was a eugenicist, right? Uh, she said, certain groups, especially the poor people with disabilities, were unfit and should be weeded out of society. Their lives are hopeless repetitions, she wrote in 1925. All that they have said has been said before. All that they've been done has been done after before. Such human weeds clog up the path, drain up the energies and resources of this little earth. We must clear the way for a better world. We must cultivate our garden. Listen to that language, garden, that right? Un unbelievable. She also said, by the way, we need abortion. Uh, um, she also said we need abortion to to uh, um, uh, to rid the planet of the black of the brown and yellow menace, she says. And that that's public. That's public knowledge. People have gotten in trouble for, for saying that. Can you imagine that? But she actually said it uh, as part of her eugenic program. Uh, absolutely disgraceful. Not not surprising. But just disgraceful. And, and I, I just wanted to shed the shed the light of truth on it uh, and just want to get your take on that article. Well, I, right away, the, the first thing that hit my head was, is this like a, this is like total euthanasia? And this is this is this is what are, are we in Nazi Germany uh, where we're, we're where we're starting to take take out our own babies now because they they're malformed. But if it goes if we think about what, what we're, what's going on, really go back to ancient Greece, go back to the, the old Romans uh the uh, pagan aspect of it uh where they used to out if there, if there was a, a deformity in the babies they would offer it up to their gods and leave it on a stone somewhere and of course who came along and picked them up the christians yeah so this is uh this is not said anymore this is this is not uh pc enough for everybody but as a, as 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 warriors christians have always been there to save lives yeah, uh, uh, that's a um, that is a, a great snag from history. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. They would abandon again. Societies it, without God falls into utilitarianism. You know, it was said the Spartans, and look, we all love the Spartans because they were a warrior culture. But how did they become a warrior culture? If you were born with a defect, you were you were you were cast out. Right. You were thrown out. Right. You were thrown out of of, of the culture. I mean, you were thrown. I'm sorry. You were thrown out to die as an infant, left to die. It, philosophically, this is called utilitarian ethics or consequentialism. Consequentialism means um, it's a, a rightness or wrongness of an action is based upon the consequences and and the the accumulated you know the the scale weighs out. Is society better or this one individual better? Right? It, it's 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 and it's also hedonistic. So here's here's 
so here's what they say. The greatest good is not based on God or natural law, right, or man's innate dignity. The greatest good is what will help the greatest number of people. So what are their principles? Pleasure and happiness are the only things that have intrinsic value. Think about that. Tre pleasure and happiness are the only things that have intrinsic value. And to have pleasure and to have happiness, we need public money, right? We need to have enough of other people's money because it's not their own money that they're spending, these, these, these progressives. It's our money. Small businesses and taxpayers, they need other people's money. And so pleasure and happiness are the only things that have intrinsic value versus we have intrinsic value because we are human and made in the image and likeness of God. And so actions are right uh, uh, to the extent that they increase happiness and pleasure and actions are wrong to the extent that they decrease or increase unhappiness and a lack of pleasure. This is a this is straight up diabolic uh, scene. You're, you're looking at. A, a culture, as Father Rippergard said today and uh, earlier in our conference, he said that society by and large is, is, is our culture, our society, our government suffering from mental illness. And you're seeing this and you have this, this societal mental illness. And now the demon is just projecting some of the most evil stuff. I mean, you actually have heads of political parties, in this case, the Democratic chair advocating for euthanasia, killing children because they're because they're. You know, what's you know, what's next if they don't have blonde hair, blue eyes? Are they do we kill those babies? Do we kill those babies if they if they do? Do we kill the, you know, uh we we, we just did you see this? Who was it? Was it um who was it the the was it the Kardashian that that uh cryogenically froze multiple embryos because they were male and she wants a female? I, I believe it was yeah, I think it was one of them that actually did that. It was crazy that that they're looking yeah, the, they're looking for a female. So they yeah. wanted to that was just nuts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely insane. So it's again utilitarian ethics. This is what we're we're up against. So we 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 can't just wring our hands. You know what I mean? We can't just wring our hands. We have to say, what are we gonna do? Now, the guys in the pro-life movement, those guys are out there, those guys are out there battling, you know. They're out there, they're out there tearing it up, and this is all part of it. And these guys have seen this coming. You know, so you have the states like Massachusetts and New Mexico, for example, that that abortion is still legal. And they're not only getting a flood of abortions from other states, they're getting a, a, a abortion funded by their own state and and uh, um, abortion. Let me see if I find what let me show you what, what the great state of New Mexico is doing. Um, yeah. So and so they're so they're, they're going beyond. They're not just saying, OK, great. We have the woman's right to choose. We respect life. When you drive in from Texas through New Mexico, southern New Mexico, there's two billboards welcoming you. It looks like and it says welcome to New Mexico where you're it looks like an official one from the state where your where your abortion is safe and legal. It, it's, it's now abortion tourism, you know. So so we so we so we think, OK, abortion is legal. The states choose. That's fine. Here's here's what New Mexico has on the floor right now. Uh, this is an article uh, um, that was uh, an email sent out to the pro-life community. Um, um, House Bill 7 is an infanticide bill, right? Uh, mirroring the California infanticide bill. Because you guys, it's the, it's the coast that are bringing it into, into the interior states, right? Uh, oftentimes, it's the West Coast and the East Coast. So yesterday in a party line, this is from two days ago. The Senate Judiciary Committee passed a radical HB7, which mandates that public institutions and workers facilitate and participate in sex reassignment procedures and abortions. Okay. Additionally, New Mexico's Alliance uh, uh, Life, Elisa Martinez, who is a fantastic human being, by the way, and a warrior, um, um, who, who, who tried to run for Senate, by the way, uh, and was not supported by the Republican Party for whatever reason. Uh, she's a great woman. Um um, testified that this allows for infanticide for babies who survive abortions or even denying medical care for sick babies up to 28 days post-birth. I have a good friend that who, who just had a their first child and he was born premature, had all sorts of health problems. Um, they, these guys just battled to keep this baby alive. The doctors, uh, uh, the hospital, they would just worked their tails off to keep this baby alive. Under this bill, Denying medical care for sick babies up to so if you don't make it 28 days they'll they'll leave you on the street corner right you're right back to the pagan days of pagan Rome when Christians were picking up babies this is this is in New Mexico by the way we went in our little town we went from zero abortion clinics to five 
right, after Dodd, and one of them funding by our Catholic governor, right? We call her Wuhan Luhan. Can you imagine? The, the, so not only is it not enough that abortion is legal in, in her Catholic state, it's now, she's now funding her own. And the Church of Satan now has set up a clinic here. And all you have to do to get abortion there is do one of their rituals. You do a satanic ritual and they'll, and they'll, and they'll, they'll, they'll issue you the uh, abortion pill. Incredible. What do you think? That's, uh, we're going back backwards. I mean, they're yeah. worshiping evil gods. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. There we go. We'll take a break here. We're getting ready to go. Anything? Come on, Ernie. Take it. We gotta, gotta, gotta keep it going, man. We're All on right. the last leg of the of the of the road march. Okay. Good. We're gonna we're gonna finish with that. All right, Wednesday War College. We give Jesse. We gave Jesse a little R and R. We gave him. We gave him a reprieve. We gave him. A, he's got. He's got a little weekend off with with uh, with Anita. So we got the Cav as usual picking up the slack for everybody else, right? That's right. We got. Yeah. The, got the duty. What, what's that? You got the duty, sir. We, we're on duty, man. We're on duty, right? This is part of the Airborne Creed, creed isn't it? You you you. No matter how dull the duty. You're going, to, you're going to do the job. You're not going to complain. All right. All the, last, the last thing on this New Mexico bill, opening up a school-based clinics, uh, um, which will pay to give out contraceptions to children, uh, plan pe- the, the abortion pill to children. Imagine that. You can't give them uh, aspirin without parental consent, but you can give them an abortion pill. This is how distorted we are. And, 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 and uh, it, it, there's even a couple of Republicans, uh, Senator, State Senator Kiernan, Neville, and Diamond. Uh, voted for this. Uh, and this also, of course, once it's established, it opens the pathway for for children that want to have uh, uh, gender change surgery, um, you know, uh, a gender affirming health care, uh, as, as they're calling it, which is just diabolic. So uh, and now um, uh, we we see we see the slide in culture, right? Uh, we see the we see the slide in culture, which is, again, the need for us to go back to what we say uh, at the very beginning. Welcome to the grind, man. Get up, get on it. Yep. Wake up, you know. Not not just wake up physically. Hear that alarm, hit it, and maybe one of the best uh, Lenten things that you could do is is um, just make the commitment when the alarm goes off to get out of bed, not to feel sorry for yourself. The very first thing in the morning, that that first thing in the morning, the first act that you do is hit the snooze, right? Your first act is 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 a little bit of feminine. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of self pandering, right? That's right. Get up an hour earlier. Yeah, get yeah, 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 exactly. All right. So one last thing before we go, we wrap it up on this last segment. Um, here's an article you sent me, and I want to get your take on it. Mexican bishops will ask the Pope, has Pope Francis to include Mayan rites in masses. The Diocese of San Cristobal in southern southern Mexico will send Pope Francis a proposal to include indigenous Mayan rites such as dance, music, and the participation of women in Catholic masses. Because of course, women don't participate in mass at all right now, right? Um, that was sarcasm. Sorry. I mean, is what are we talking about? Women run the church. You know, it's crazy to say we need more women to have more power. Um, this is the second proposal of these characteristics that arises from Catholic ecclesial community. The first on native peoples came from the public of Zaire in Africa, blah, blah, blah. Um, the liturgical adaptations were aimed at uniting communities, respecting their value, taking into account the culture of the native peoples is what the bishop says. During Holy Week, this is this is this is what he what, this is what it says, and this is a secular article. This isn't a Catholic agent, news agency. During Holy Week, this fusion of Mayan and Catholic traditions becomes even stronger as town folks prepare statues of the Virgin Mary and Jesus for ceremonial processions that took place on Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. Jesus in the Mayan religion is very special," said Dolores Ratzan Pablo, a trilingual Mayan Tezuquil woman active in the community who has also lived in the United States. She says, at, uh, we save a piece of corn, and they go talk about this earth ritual that they do, um, and they believe that uh, when a person dies and buries, their, he or she is transformed into flowers. And almost the same time, uh, at the same time as these ceremonies, the statue of indigenous Mayan demigod Maximon is carried on the shoulders of members of his confradia or brotherhood. 
This person known as the Telenel carries the revered statue of Mayan deity Maximon from his chapel into the courtyard below the Catholic Church and follows the statue of Jesus with almost dance-like with dance-like movements. The Telenel serves as Maximon's symbolic horse. So I, I'm gonna give you my theological opinion, and I'd like to get your opinion. This is again, we talk about couple of phrases, theological, lex orandi, lex credendi, as we pray, as we worship. The law of worship is the law of belief. So as we pray, we believe. And so we see this syncretistic, this the, syncretism is a fusion of religious beliefs and practices. So as we pray, we believe. And so we're seeing, we're seeing uh, pagan elements. Uh, they're asking for pagan elements to be re reintroduced into the, the Catholic liturgy. I, I can't help but think of when Our Lady, Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared there, um, right. what did the mass look like? Yeah, I'm well, sure it was traditional. I'm sure, I'm sure it was the Latin mass because that was the only that was the only mass. So what what did that you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it converted in the same the same year that the Protestant revolt, six million Catholics were severed themselves from the body of Christ in Europe. Six million went went over with Luther and his group. Eight million indigenous peoples in Mexico were baptized in the same year. Right. The way I look at it, Our Lady gave us a net of two million. Right. And it spread the faith into this continent, right? And now we're seeing this, as we say, as we you and I have talked about, demons are territorial. As we're losing our the, the, the power, and another principle is ex corde ecclesiae, ex, ex opere operantis ecclesiae. So as the, the, the power of the church is in the spread of the gospel is kind of based somewhat on the, the the not just authority of the church, but the holiness of its hierarchy and its members. But what do you think when you sent this article, what do you have in mind? Well, when I when I when I read it, what hit me was the fact is they're they're opening. It's, it's basically saying we're going to open the door to the old gods. We're going to open this way to what was going on before. And I think the trick was, uh, didn't they just pass abortion? Didn't they just the stuff going on in Mexico now? Isn't it that isn't that became a new issue there? So through that and through the killings of the cartels that were going on there, uh, the these things are going. I, I what it's what it's happening is it's ushering in the old the old ways, and it's bringing in uh, the inversion of what we had what we had what we were growing up with what we grew up with. Yeah, yeah. So you you again. I, I was just I was just over in Germany last year and. Um, and now in Berlin, there's a church, St. Peter's Church, has been torn to the ground, and in its place is, is built a multi-faith multi right. uh, worship space, right. right? I mean, so so to be, to be, and I've said this many times, to be post-Christian, there's no void. Nature and supernature abhors a void. To be post-Christian is to be neo-pagan. To be no pagan, right? So we have to understand. Even even I was uh, doing just doing some reading and research on the Gerasene demoniac. When when the when when the when Legion says to Jesus and begged him not to drive him from this territory, right? Um, um, demons are territorial. It could you could read it as from my command, my post. This is my post. It's the same word as military post. This is your post over here, uh, Sergeant Lopez. This is you you and your unit. This is your post. And so the demon is very territorial, not wanting to leave his be driven from his post and into the abyss, into the abyss. And, and so and so we're seeing pagan religions resurfacing where Christianity now is is either weak or moving away. Now, isn't that the same as what was going on uh, with the Pachamama and what was going on uh, in the past when you when you we were putting these we're bringing these uh, these pagan traditions into our church, the synchronistic practice and it festering and opening door doorways within our own world now which is starting like we're if we look at it spiritually and not looking at it temporally look at the effects yeah we're, we're reaping now yeah 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 when you get the cat again we're just a couple of cab guys you know what i mean we just report back what we see and, and it's up to the command you know as i always say i'm in sales not management you know that's what the cab does. We're we're trying to we're trying to give a clear picture of the battlefield, and this is this is kind of what we see. We, we we're seeing this resurgence of paganism, and and they can call it uh, utilitarian ethics, eugenics, and these nice words, but it, right. it, it's just it's just human sacrifice again, which the Mayans were known for. 
Right. Think about what Trump did. And I'm not, I'm not saying he was, he, he's my favorite guy, but I, I like him. I'd vote for him again. Right. His first act as president was, was to, was to, is to uh, um, strike down the Mexican city, Mexico city accord, which was the U S is paying for abortions worldwide. Right. Which, what's the center in Mexico city. And here we see a resurgence over here uh, of, of now this, 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 this temptation to blend in. In the name of enculturation, we want we want to reach people, right? But 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 didn't Jesus say, "I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever"? Right? It's the same evangelization. That doesn't mean you you know uh, we we you have to learn English. No, you learn Spanish and you go evangelize down there. You know that you know or whatever you you meet the people where they're at. This is a principle from first century Father Irenaeus called condescensio. He says that God lowered Himself to where we were to raise us up to where He is. All right, I'm gonna give you one last story, Ernie. This is a famous story from the Battle of the Bulge. This is a this is our takeaway for our listeners today. The final story from American history teaches us what we needed in today's spiritual battlefront. Before Americans defeated the Nazis in World War II, the Germans made one last push through Allied lines known as the Battle of the Bulge. One thing I I can say uh, of the Airborne, whose silver wings are almost as dear to me as my pilot wings, I wrote, is their courage and confidence in the face of overwhelming odds. A paratrooper remembers his first jump like his schoolboy his first kiss. I remember donning the parachute for the first time, reading a poster that was hung on the wall inside the rigger's hangar. Do you remember that poster? I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, as I prepared to make the long waddle to uh, uh, to see the C-130 that waited, it depicted a paratrooper on the Battle of the Bulge, mean and determined but alone, when the Allied forces were retreating behind, beneath the, the Nazis' fierce attack. As the Germans were closing in, a tank commander leading this column in retreat came upon the paratrooper. And this is what a historian recounts. There they found a lone soldier digging a foxhole, armed with bazooka, with a bazooka and a rifle, unshaven and filthy. He went about his business with stoic nonchalance. I think Richard has the picture to put up. They pulled up, they pulled up to him. This is a tank column. And he and, and stopped. He didn't seem to care about the refugees. He says, if you're looking for a safe place. Just pull that vehicle behind me. And the guy asked him, who are you? And the guy just kept digging. He said, I am the 82nd Airborne, and this is as far as the bastards are going. The men on the tank destroyer hesitated. After the constant retreat, after constant retreats of the last week, they didn't have much fight left of them. The paratroopers' determination was infectious. You heard the man, declared Rogers. That was the tank commander. Let's set up for business. 20 minutes later, two truckloads of GIs joined the little roadblock all through the night. Men trickled in. Their defensive grew stronger. Around that single paratrooper was formed the nucleus of a major strong point. So we have any spiritual paratroopers out there, right? That's what it takes. Absolutely. I am the 82nd Airborne. Remember what Queen Esther said uh, when she was confronted with annihilation of her people. And she I, know, wanted- I, I know. She said, no one's coming. It's up to us. And no one's coming. It's up to us. <laughs> you were born for such a time as this. No one is coming. It's up to us. Explain that phrase. No one's coming. So it's up to you. You're the, you're the last guy left in your unit. Dig in. Dig in. What does that mean? That means that you're the you're. There's no one. You're not going to get any help. There's not going to be any assistance. You're not going to get anybody that's going to come to save you. You got to save yourself. So uh, die in a pile of brass. That's it. <laughs> I love it. All right, there it is. I hear the music, followed by the Apache chatter. I appreciate you tuning in. Ernie, thanks for coming with us, and, and we'll be back on soon. We'll see you hopefully next week when we'll we're back. And uh, God bless you all, and I appreciate appreciate you, Ernie, and I appreciate our friendship, and uh, take care. Good to be here, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time.